Welcome to the Clemson Dubcast. Recording this on Cinco de Mayo. Paul Strilo and I at TigerIllustrated.com in the middle of a pretty fun project. The 40 most consequential recruits of the Dabo Sweeney era. Really good off-season weekend idea. So, check it out. My good friends Blake Smith and Brooke Archenhold have been part of the podcast since the beginning, way back in August of 2018. They have an accomplished team of personal injury attorneys at Parm Smith and Archenhold based in Greenville. They are Clemson people, and their skillful attorneys have decades of experience in complicated litigation matters, taking a special interest in medical malpractice, nursing home abuse, and neglect car accident cases that have left the individuals involved in serious trouble. For a free consultation at Parm Smith and Archenhold, call 864-990-458. One or online at parhamlaw.com. That's P-A-R-H-A-M law.com. Solero Communications, formerly known as Tandem Payment, is a full-service integrated electronic payments provider powered by leading-edge technology. Solero provides a wide array of merchant solutions, simplified payments. They make onboarding, taking payments, maintaining risk management and compliance, and getting support quick and easy. At Solero, they're all about helping you achieve sustainable growth as a business. Taking payments isn't the only thing your business needs. With Solero's solutions, you can manage inventory, sell products and services via social media, schedule staff, track sales, get reports, and much, much more. Find out more about Solero at solerocommerce.com. That's C-E-L-E-R-O commerce.com. When you're ready for a complete renovation in your home or business, open the door to more with Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Their local experience team will totally transform any room space from beautiful floor coverings to construction to finished details. Harris handles every step of your renovation process, whether it's a kitchen or living room or an industrial or educational setting, like some of the positively stunning work they've done at Clemson University. Go to discoverharris.com and experience a total renovation transformation from Harris Home and Harris Commercial. Okay, during spring football practice, Clemson makes a lot of its players and coaches available to the media, which is a very good thing. In the moment, it all sort of runs together and you sort of lose track just because you're talking to so many different people. So we figured we would revisit some of those lengthy sit-down interviews. And today we will have Nick Eason, defensive tackles coach, running backs coach C.J. Spiller, and receivers coach Tyler Grisham. Enjoy. Here we go. Well, um, you know, you know. first of all, you know, I want to try to become the best version of my, myself. I'm always talking to my players about um, taking care of their bodies and doing what's right and and living a lifestyle um, to be, you know, about winning the day. And so um, I got to be the example as the, as the position coach as well. Um, so that's one perspective, and that, that comes down to that leadership, um, being an example. Um, next, you know, you know, my mom, you know, was diagnosed with breast cancer at age 46 years old. Um, you know, my uncles, um, I don't think any of them live past the age of 53, and so I'm 42 years old. And so as I began to think about that, um, you know, I want to make sure I take care of myself, um, take care of my body. Um, I saw the struggles um, that a lot of my family members have had um, over the years um, who, who didn't have very good diets. You know, um, I grew up in the South and, you know, we eat everything on the hog except for the sound that it makes. And, uh, and it, it, everything is surrounded by food. You know, uh, when I go home, it's about, you know, let's go to church and then eat. Uh, come over to my house, let's eat. You know, come Saturday at the park and let's eat. And so uh, become just, you know, I've, I've always loved food. Um, but, you know, as time has progressed, um, you know, I put on a lot of weight. Some of that was due to, you know, being an emotional eater. Um, as I shared uh, last week on my uh, Twitter, um, I lost my grandmother uh, and, and, and a good friend of mine, Al Troy Broderick, who was one of my teammates here. And that really took a toll upon me. And so... Um, I've always been an emotional eater, and so I just kind of ate my depression. And so I want to live a long time for my family, for, you know, kids, and, and uh, you know, I just want to take care of myself. And uh, so um, I took it upon myself and just changed my diet and, and, and get up every morning. I've been working out, working out at Junkyard Fitness uh, down, you know, Bimbo, where, and those trainers do a really good job. So I'll be getting up and, you know, being there at 5.15 a.m. in the mornings and, you know, getting prepared. The whole mat drill thing was a— uh, you know, spur of the moment uh, thing that I just kind of just, I woke up one morning and said, you know what, I'm going to do mad drills today. Uh, so I went in and got with our, you know, head of our uh, equipment manager and gave me a pair of cleats and I took the paper out of them and just jumped out there and did it. 
you know, took my hat off, took my whistle off, and, and just wanted to kind of challenge myself and get in there, not knowing what was going to happen. You know, I just went, I just go. And so sometimes, you know, it's all about a mindset, you know, just go, you know. So I just, that's what I do. I just try to show up, uh, you know, every day and just go, man, do my job, work hard. Yes. Yeah, I stuck with it. Um, I haven't had me to Darius since September the 12th last year. Um, you know, I really um, have done a good job of just being disciplined. Um, Chef Manny here um, at our facility has done a really good job, and there are a couple, you know, vegan restaurants that I frequent, uh, one of them being the, uh, you know, Herbal Pharmacy and the uh, Naked Vegan in Greenville. And so, um, you know, I have my meals prepared every day, so it's been really easy for me to, to stick with. Um, but the biggest thing for me, you know, I always encourage people, man, to just read up on what you're doing. Um, you know, educate yourself about whatever, you know, you know, diet or meal plan that you plan on going on. And, and, and then you can fig- figure out the reasons, reasons why um, you're doing it and why you shouldn't eat certain things. You know, for some people, you know, like yourself, you know, you know, you know, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I can I can get a, I can become a big guy. I came here at Clemson at, you know, 215 pounds and left at 295 pounds. So I can put it on. I can also lose it as well. So, you know, I, I just want to, you know be a better version of myself, um, be a great example, and uh, I want to live some good years when I get older, you know. Um, Like I mentioned earlier, man, I've seen, you know, a lot of my family members be on dialysis, and I've seen what it did to my grandparents. Um, I've seen it uh, to other relatives that I watch, and eventually, you know, um, it's it's not a good ending. And so, uh, you know, just trying to just be a better version of myself and so that I can coach harder, you know, on the field every day and, and uh, you know, demand, you know, greatness from my players, so I got to be great. Nick, how did you evaluate last season as a whole with defensive line, mm-hmm. defense mm-hmm. in general? There was so much expected, of course. Mm-hmm. Y'all being a dominant group, and mm-hmm. it feels like mm-hmm. it was less than that. Mm-hmm. And how, do you, how do you look back you know, um, you know, at the end of the day, man, I love my guys. They come to work every day, um, and, and, and a lot of guys, you know, play banged up, you know, um, playing with broken, you know, hands and, you know, strained legs, ligaments, torn shoulder. Peyton Page played all season with a torn shoulder, root, played through a lot of injuries, and, and, and those things, you know, may go unnoticed, but people don't know. So when our guys just come to work, they show up every day. And so – um, it starts with me. I just think I got to do a better job of um, make sure I put our guys in a, you know, the position to make plays. Um, do a better job of really stressing the technique and fundamentals. Um, and so this year was about um, personal development for me as a coach. In order to get my players better, I got to get better. And so, um, you know, I met with some, you know, coaches from the NFL, got on some Zooms and talked technique and fundamentals, philosophy, circuits, um, and, and, and really evaluate what I'm doing. You know, maybe something that I truly believe in, maybe there's a better way to teach it. And so, um, you know, at the end of the day, I got to demand, you know, greatness from my players, you know, every day, you know, in every way, every way possible. And, and uh, but it starts with me and then it trickles down to, to my players. And so, um that's why I got to be the best version of myself, and so I can demand them being the be- better version of themselves. And so, you know, we left a lot of plays on the table, you know, left a lot of sacks on the table. And so this year, man, we got to do the little things and so we don't leave those those plays on the field. And we got to make the plays. And so there was a lot of missed opportunities last year. Um, but it was a really good year. There's a lot of good things that we did last year. And we top five, um, you know, in terms of sacks in the country. And uh, we created a lot of pressure. Um, and um, guys play hard, man. They play through some adversity. Um, you look at Brian Brzee, the things that he went through last year, um, and, and even made a 3.0, you know, the highest GPA he's ever had since he's been here, um, and just fighting through the adversity, you know, had some issues, you know, going on with his body. We missed some games, and, uh, I mean, it, it goes on and on and on. Tyler Davis, you know, as well, played through injuries. Um, Trey uh, Williams played through some injuries. Uh, DeMonte Capehart played through some injuries. And um, they just showed up every day. And so I'm really proud of them um, for what they did last year. And so, you know, when, when you're at a place like Clemson, um, you know, we have high expectations and, and high demands. And so, um, you know, I got to do a better job as a coach um, to, to, to get my guys better um, and, uh, and so that we can be great this year and moving forward. So... I guess when Tyler Root say they're coming back, mm-hmm. um, 
were you at all surprised by that? And did you have Well, you know, I may have played somewhat of a small role um, in that, but um, I was definitely shocked, uh, especially by, t- by Tyler. I may have anticipated, you know, Rook or Brazil maybe coming back just from just with the injuries and and uh, but Tyler was definitely a shocker. I know Rook was kind of straddling the fence as well about what he wanted to do. Um, you know, I knew those guys, you know, had some legitimate uh, draft grades um, that they could have left this year um, and made some money. Um, and and for them to come back was 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 a huge it was a it was a huge deal you know for our defensive line and uh, I mean you know they came back because they want to win a championship uh, they want to get better um, and felt like they left left some things on the table and then obviously you know obviously they increased their draft stock as well and so uh, you know I take it upon myself you know for me to make sure that that happens and so um, just gonna try to you know not only for them to get them better but to get the entire defensive line better. And it makes it better for all of us, you know, up front. And looking at the numbers, you've got Tyler and Rook and Peyton and Damani Capehart. Mm-hmm. you got all the kids that are coming in and mm-hmm. Trey Williams. Yep. The best defensive tackles group in the country. Can you imagine that there would be anybody else that would have that kind of quality depth? Uh, no. I mean, I'm truly blessed um, to have the depth that we have. Um, and uh, with all those guys coming back and then with the young guys we've added, with uh, Victor, Stefan, um, and Peter Woods. I mean, you know, we have the best personnel, definitely one of the top personnel in the country for sure um, in terms of depth of defensive tackling, which is why we were able to um, sustain and, and have some success last year um, just because we, we did experience guys were out, in and out of the lineups. We had a lot of guys that were hurt, and uh, but we always had guys that were able to step up, and so which is, which is huge um, for us. And so... Um, anytime you got quality depth, man, you, you have an opportunity to go all the way. And all the teams that, that make it all the way to the big show have quality depth. And so we, we definitely have the personnel um, to, to take it to the big show. Um, just got to show up, and it starts now in the spring. That's where we got to get better. And um, But um, I, I am truly blessed. You know, you look around the country, a lot of rooms don't look like mine, you know. Um, and so, you know, you, you got your first – uh, you got your first string guys, and then kind of second, and then it kind of falls off after that. But not here. Um, all these guys are capable of, of being starters. Peter and and Man, I, I'll say uh, guys are you know first of all they they they're all good human beings, man. Good people come from good families. Great character guys. Um, man, they they've been you know handling their business off the field. Um, and, and, and they show up every day ready to work and ready to learn. Um, in terms of talent level, psh, off the charts, all three of them. Um, and they've showed up this week. I've seen a lot. And, uh, you know, some of it has been surprising. Um, but they're very well developed. You can tell they've been very well coached at their particular high schools. Their high school coaches and their, high, their head coaches and position coaches did a really good job uh, with them. So I commend them for that. Um, I reached out to their position coaches. Um, at Thompson, you know, at Warner Robins and at Rome, man, they, they've done a really, really good job of coaching those guys. And so they're, they're really ahead of the curve um, um, in terms of technique and fundamentals. But there's always things to improve. Um, you know, as we get more and more into our install, you know, the you know, head starts spinning a little bit, start thinking a little too much. But that's part of it, you know, being a young guy. Um, but but they're going to make us really, you know, make us a lot better. I mean, when you can bring in talent, man, it just it squeezes everybody to get better. And so, man, um, you know, they've, they've been, you know, truly just a huge addition for our defensive line, bringing those young guys in here. And um, they're just going to make us everybody better. So just excited uh, to see, you know, to watch them to continue to develop and um, got a great plan, you know, to develop their skills and, and make them become the best version of themselves and so they can have an opportunity to, uh, you know, play this year for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I'll tell you this. Peter Woods has the twitchiness and the power and the quickness of some some dominant NFL linemen, defensive linemen that I've been around. Um, I'm not going to crown him the, the best ever or the best of this or nothing um, because, you know, the proof's in the pudding. You know, obviously he's got to play this year. But I, I will say that he has the talent level to, to obviously be an All-American, one of the best that's ever came through Clemson. 
in, in that list of great defensive linemen, you know, the Michael Dean Perrys and the Trevor Prices and the, you know, Grady Jarrett's and, 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 and you know, Dexter Lawrence and all the list goes on and on and on. And when you think about great defensive linemen, at, at, at defensive tackles at Clemson, he, he has the tools to become that. Is he there yet? No. But does he have the tools to become a great defensive lineman and one of the best uh, that's ever come through here? Absolutely. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of work uh, to be put in. Uh, but I can tell you this, that he's very focused and uh, that's what he wants to do. So um, that's kind of, you know, how I see him. I just think with the personnel that we that we have right now, man, we're just going to try to put the best combination of guys on the field. Um, we have a lot of depth across the board. And so as we continue to evaluate um, the defensive line position, both the defensive end and defensive tackle, um, we just want to put, put the, the best combination of guys on the field. Does Peter have the tools to play outside? Absolutely. Uh, he can play across the line of scrimmage. Uh, so can Stavala Green, and, and so can multiple of our guys, Rook and Tyler. They all can do it. And so when you got guys that have position flexibility, man, you can you can be able to disguise and do a lot of different things across the front. And so that's what you want. Talk about being really surprised about Tyler back. So yep. what can he improve on? How do you get him to another level? What are the skills or things that you can improve? Yeah, just, just eyes, hands, and footwork. Um, and then the ability to just be able to win the one-on-ones in this pass rush. Um, the one unique thing about him, you know, there's no surprise why he's All-American um, because he outworks everybody. Um, and so he, 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 that's how he's gotten the name that he's gotten and the respect that he's gotten, the reputation that he has because he outworks everybody every single day um, in individual, in team periods, et cetera. And so um, the biggest thing you just got to work on, just technique and fundamentals of the game and, you know, and just really understanding the game and what to expect and when to expect it, situational football. Um, and so um, we've talked about those things as I've talked about it with, you know, all of our defensive linemen, just ways to get better as we evaluate it, um, each guy up front. And, uh, you know, but just meeting with him and just, just got to get better just using the hands, eyes, and feet and just being, having the ability to win the one-on-one pass rush. And so I thought he did, you, had, you know, one of his best seasons last year. And uh, just got to increase, increase. I love it, you know, for me to get them better, you know. And, and that's what I wanted to do. You know, I inherited a room um, that was, you know, uh, you know, somebody else's room. And so, um, but at the end of the day, it was my job when I took this job to get everybody in the room better. And, and that's what I did. And so, um, and, and that's my goal, man. I just, I just want everybody to obviously get an education, become a better version of themselves. And, 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 and equip them with the tools to make it to the next level um, because everybody wants to play in the NFL. Um, but the first thing I say is make sure you get the education. So I challenge those guys to do that. But, you know, Tyler definitely has an opportunity um, um, to do something special this year and, and have a really, really great year and, and, and be one of the top defensive tackles, um, you know, of all time that's played here at Clemson as well as, you know, coming up next year for next year's draft. So, um, but right now, man, I think he's just focused on uh, just, you know, being the best version of himself in the spring and, and so that he can be ready to go chase the national championship this year, as we all are. Yep. I mean, Rook has been somebody that's always done a really good job of coming in and, and spending a lot of extra time watching tape. Um, that's what he does. Um, that's something he was doing when I got here. And that's one of the things that I was really impressed with him about um, is is he had, you know, NFL qualities, you know, already, um, something that I didn't have to ask him to do. So um, I just think he's been very locked in from a mental standpoint, uh, even though he's not, you know, being able to practice much. Uh, but he's doing a good job coming in and help coaching up some of the young guys. Um, you know, he's been out there with the guys after practice, kind of going through drills. Um, but he's being locked in, taking really good notes, and just making sure you understand the defense. There's some new things that we're doing. And uh, he's another guy that could play multiple positions. But, you know, he, he's definitely one of the alpha, alpha, you know, dogs in my room. And so, um, you know, it's good to, you know, have him around. He's been locked in. He's been at every practice. He's out of practice in the individual He's in all the meetings, and so, um, you know, he's here. And, and, uh, but right now it's going to be all mental for him. And so, you know, I've, I've gotten a sense that he's been locked in. But 
Peyton, who is back there watching us. Uh, mm. Last year, talking about depth, there were, mm. there were times when mm. the opportunities and the weak force, he's in there in, mm. in different games where mm. he's getting big-time snaps mm. at the end of ball games. I mean, does that help him? Mm. And then what does he kind of need to do, you know, this spring and over the summer to kind of make that next jump? Man, I mean, you know, Peyton, it jumps out, man. He's big. He can move. Um, he has all the tools. Um, for a big guy, man, he can move. He's twitchy. You know, he's strong at the point of attack. And like I said, nobody knew that, you know, he was playing with a, a, a you know, beat-up shoulder the whole season. And, um, you know, sometimes you can see that on tape. Um, but, you know, he, he's going to be better than what he was last year. Um, you know, he's a guy that was, you know, 390 pounds and, and lost a lot of weight. And so he's been really, you know, focused in and locked in on the, um, his diet and um, he's done a really good job of keeping his weight down came back in shape this offseason doing a good job of that right now uh, as he's getting a lot going through the mental reps but it was really good for him to get in there um, last year and get the opportunity that he had to be able to play in the games and, and he'll have more of a role this year um, and so just just kind of you know some of the things we're doing so really excited to see what he's going to do he's definitely got the attention um, you know, of, of a lot of people on the next level um, because they like his, you know, height, size, weight. And so he ha he has all the tools to be a dominant, you know, foot, you know, nose tackle, one of the best in the country. And so uh, just got to stay locked in and continue to, 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 to know the game and get better as technique and fundamentals and, uh, and understand who he is. And he's a big man that can play the run really well. He has the tools to rush the passer as well. And so, uh, you know, I think he's going to have a really big year. He's going to come back. He's going to be in better shape. Uh, he's going to be healthy. And so I'm truly excited to see what he's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. The 600 pies, oatmeal pies, man, they tell you the power of social media. You, you, you make jokes about little Debbies, and next thing you got 600 oatmeal pies delivered to the facility. But I, I think I ate two of them, then I passed the rest of them out. Uh, to around the facility. So there was oatmeal plies floating around here for about, you know, 72 hours around the facility. Um, but, you know, I've kind of, I've let it go, um, you know, so not worth it. But my all-time favorite is actually zebra cakes, you know. So, uh, but, but yeah, man, I, I, I don't miss it a bit. It's just when I'm in there at 515 at Junkyard, man, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm about to pass out. Man, and, and if I see a, a, a snack, which I ran into a couple snacks today, you know, surprisingly, I went to, um, the, you know, we had a little cookout. You know, Robert Carwell had a little, you know, uh, an appreciation for our grounds crew. I go over there, there's fried fish, and there's hush puppies, there's french fries, and there's Little Debbie. And so, uh, man, just got to, you know, temptation. It's not worth it for me anymore, you know. And so, uh, but I do miss it from time to time. Absolutely, absolutely not. I, I've been just kind of doing, you know, just some cardio uh, for 30 minutes and, and a little light lift at lunch, but nothing in terms of hit training, nothing of that magnitude. Uh, man, I haven't done mat drills. I think I came back um, years ago uh, when I was with the Steelers and worked out, did mat drills with the team. Uh, so this is, you know, been about, you know, 15 years ago, you know, probably. And, and uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty intense uh, workout. Um, so I really took a chance, but you know, I didn't. I, I wasn't going to quit, and so I was either going to pass out or die. And, 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 and you know, the Lord is in charge of that part of it. So um, man, I just I just went and go and see what's going to happen. But but I know I couldn't quit. And that that couldn't happen. So just you know, I, I knew the guys had the little side bets. You know, we're going to say he ain't going to make it and this that and the third. But man, it's it's really about a, you know having the right mindset. I've lost about 62 pounds as of this morning and uh, got 34 more pounds to go uh, just in terms of going for 100 pounds. And then even at that point, I mean, I was up to 392 pounds last September and uh, heaviest I've ever been in my life. And, and, and a lot of people didn't know that, but I was there and, uh, you know, was, you know, almost headed towards that pre-diabetic stage. It just really wasn't worth it for me. And I was like, oh, no, I, this can't happen. You know, I'm just a walking, you know, tick, ticking bomb, you know. I got here at Clemson, I was 215 pounds, and now I'm literally, you know, close to almost 400 pounds, you know. And uh, that's not okay. Not for me. Uh, not if I want to live a long life. Uh, I remember I was talking to our uh, outside linebackers coach when I was playing for the Steelers. Uh, we had practice one day, and he said, 
hey, Nick, uh, um, do you know of any 300-pound, you know, 80-year-old men? You know, and I said, not really. He said, yeah, because they're all dead. And he said, so when you get done playing this game, make sure you lose some weight. And uh, and so, man, I, I, I've really been on a little bit of a yo-yo, but I think I've gotten under control. And it's just really about – it's really a mindset. That's where it starts at. you got to be disciplined in your mind. Um, in, in terms of just trying to whatever it is that you want to do in life, it just it, it has to start in the mind, you know, the vision, a goal, and you got to do everything that it takes to accomplish that. So, What's your favorite vegan meal, favorite vegan meal uh, for me, uh, you know, any type of bowl. You know, I love you know whole grain rice and just adding some mushrooms, red peppers, uh, maybe some tahini sauce on top of it. Um, in terms of you know some of the meals I love, obviously you can't go wrong with a black bean burger. Um, with some, you know, um, homemade French fries, you know, cut out of potatoes and put them in the, uh, in the air fryer. So uh, that's kind of like my little go-to as of right now. What was your player's reaction when you came out from Matt Drills? Um, shocked, um, surprised, like, oh, you really fit to go through Matt Drills? You know, um, you know, little did they know when I was at my previous employer, I actually worked out with the guys. I did decks. I was in really good shape then too. Um, when COVID had started, I actually started um, with the uh, you know whole plant based you know meal planning and things. So when COVID started, I actually lost eighty seven pounds. You know during the middle of COVID, and so when I got to uh, you know you know I was at Auburn previously. Man, I worked out with my guys. Um, I ran the stadium decks, and so it was just really just a. Um, you know, for me, they hadn't seen me that. I talked to them about it when I was guys. Like, hey, guys, I'm going to get the cleats on. But at that point in time, man, by the time I got here, I would already put a lot of weight back on and wasn't, really wasn't in shape to do that. And so, man, I, I got my weight down, and, and uh, you know, they were shocked, and they were placing side bets, you know. I saw Peter, um, that they showed him, I don't see him getting past station number two. You know, they had no kind of confidence and faith in me, but they were really shocked. Uh, but man, it was it was very eye opening for me to 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 understand the 42 year old version of myself is definitely different from the 22 year old version of myself, and I found that out very quickly after just going through the warm ups, and I was like, oh my goodness, in my mind, but I was like, I'm not going to quit. I'm going I'm going to make this. So um, it just became a you know a battlefield of the mind, and so and once my mind was made up, you know my body followed. If you're in the Columbia or Sumter or PD areas and you're in any way interested in buying and selling a home, commercial property, land, need to consider reaching out to Uptown Realty. They're based out of Sumter and run by a friend of mine, Patrick Enzer, big Clemson guy, used to cover the Tigers in a newspaper capacity, longtime supporter of Tiger Illustrated, longtime listener to the Dubcast. The home buying process should be an enjoyable experience, so let Patrick and his staff do all the heavy lifting. All you got to do is pick up the phone and call 803-774-0435 or go to UptownRealtySC.com. Another loyal supporter of the Dubcast is Blackacre Law Firm in Greenville, a subsidiary of Parham, Smith, and Archenthold. Blackacre helps South Carolina residents achieve their dreams of home ownership by providing experienced, professional representation for real estate closings. Attention to detail is crucial in real estate law. Blackacre is committed to making sure nothing gets by them preparing residential or commercial closings. Blackacre also offers estate planning services for their clients in the Greenville area. Find out more about Blackacre at 864-326-35. Want to share a quick word about Founders Federal Credit Union? If you've been to a sporting event in Clemson, you've probably heard about Founders already. They are the official credit union partner of the Clemson Tigers. In addition to that, all Clemson faculty, staff, and students are eligible for membership as well as IPTA members. Matt Gross is a proud Clemson alum and the vice president for the Clemson market for Founders Federal Credit Union. Matt's office is located beside the Walmart neighborhood market on Old Greenville Highway in Clemson. For more information, go to foundersfcu.com. Dot com. What's it, Uh Well, obviously it's new, um, so it's just all about just really learning the terminology. Um, obviously, you know, we watched some TCU film, kind of just get a background, a foundation of what, what was being ran and, and obviously in the passing game. Um, but I think our guys have done a great job of really retaining all the information and really just going out there and just trying to execute. Uh, I'll say we definitely uh, father ahead and it probably what we're day one. Uh, but just just a credit to the guys just really honing in and really taking ownership of really just trying to uh, get this offense down. Uh, I mean, it's, to me, uh, you're always learning each and every day uh, until you can try to master it. And I think our guys are on the, on the right track with that.
Yeah, I'll say you, um, you know, you feel like a freshman a little bit. You know, as a staff, you're sitting there and you're everything's new and you're learning new signals. And, you know, I, I think we're excited that, you know, Garrett's had great success with his scheme, with his offense. Um, and he's, you know, implemented it. He's installed the offense, you know, and uh, Coach Sweeney's given him a ton of freedom to do that. And, you know, we all have our thoughts. We're able to share ideas. And we've actually used some similar terminology um, if it's a almost exact play that we've run, which I think has been helpful because the guys can hear the word and understand what that means, you know, immediately without having to learn completely, a completely new terminology, which has been helpful, you know, here and there, uh, which is which is great. Um, but, man, there are new concepts for sure and, um, you know, new reads. And, um, you know, I, as you all know, you've probably already heard a lot of freedom for the quarterbacks and even for the receivers and backs. And, and uh, I think the guys are excited. I think we're all excited to learn something new and, um, you know, let our playmakers make plays. And, and our guys are having fun and playing free. So um, it's, been a, it's been a fun transition. Um, but it's taken a lot of work by the staff and by the, by the guys and everyone's bought in. And, it's going well so far. Uh, what, what sort of your, your take on the receivers staying where they are, not switching sides? And, you know, is that something you ever considered doing? You know, before Garrett got here. We did some of that. I mean, our base offense was we switched sides. You had a boundary and a field field receiver. Um, when we went tempo, they stayed the same side. Um, when we went two minute right tempo, uh, they stayed the same side. Um, you have your one-word calls, of course, when I say tempo, like one-word fastball plays, right? And then you have your two-minute. That's kind of what I was referring to, where they stayed same side already. So we weren't foreign to that. Um, but uh, I think it, it just helps you play faster. Um, it makes you simplify uh, a little bit, um, a little bit more maybe. Um, but it also make, makes everyone have to learn the entire concept. And we always taught that way. <laughs> but now um, you're going to be on the front side or back side of the concept all the time. So you're forced to have to really learn the entire scheme like, and, and teach it, like know it that well where you can teach it because you're going to run it. Um, and so the guys, I think, man, it's just they're, they're excited about that because they can be a part of the whole concept, um, front side and back side. And, um, and and make plays, you know. But I think it helps you play faster. Um, is probably the main thing I would say. So have you moved any guys to different positions as a result of that? Yeah, no, not not right now. I think you're kind of, you know, we have some guys out. I would say we have some guys that aren't aren't practicing full right now, um, and so you're kind of, you know, you're forced to you know, put guys at certain spots. And honestly, you know, a guy that played on the right, maybe at like your Z, he's also having to play the X to the left um, a good bit as well, you know. Um, so we have a few guys that are already having to be swing guys because of lack of numbers, which is, is going to help everybody. It's going to help them to, to really have to learn it. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be having in, in our mind kind of an idea of who might be the better X, who might be the better Z. Um, and But, you know, those guys will have to go out and just perform and see who does that best? Coach Miller, last spring, Jeffrey <coughs> and Pace were both out. Um, so, you know, Mavo was a great opportunity for him being the guy, but how much of a benefit just having Shipley back in spring together with Mavo? Oh, well, anytime you can get, you know, great players back, it always is a great benefit to have um, and to have pretty much that whole room healthy. Um, it brings great competition. Um, it's pretty much just like we talk about uh, each and every year is you start over. You know, and that's kind of the mindset that, you know, I had as a player. And that's kind of the thing that I try to uh, create with my guys is that no matter if uh, you'd have been here four years, each year is a new year and you have to start over uh, on a brand new sheet of paper and write down new goals and how you can get better as a player. And uh, both of those guys, Shipley and Mafa, have done that. Um, but, you know, anytime you can get great players back, it definitely is a, it's a great benefit for your offense. Tyler, how much of a difference has it? I would say it hasn't held us back um, at all as far as what we're going, what we're installing. You know, we're, we're installing the entire offense. And, and what's great is, you know, like Bo 
is is not um, practicing, um, you know, full when it comes to tackle and getting collisions and stuff like that. But he's out there and he's doing everything else that's team separate, which is great. So he's getting reps um, already uh, and looks fantastic. It's hard to watch him and not, you know, put him on the scrimmage uh, field, unfortunately. But um, and Adam, I just saw him uh, catching passes uh, after practice. And so he's coming along, uh, which is great. And then you have your guys that will be here this summer who – um, I know they're they're hating not being here right now. I mean, they really are. Everybody wants to be here and compete and learn the offense and be with the guys, um, you know. But it'll, it'll, they'll be here soon enough, you know, and they'll help us. But as far as installing, it hasn't hindered us whatsoever. Is, is Troy back yet or doing anything? He is. Um, he's you know still recovering. You know, not quite as far along as as we had hoped. Um, but you know, it's one of those things that there's there's no need to. To, to get him re-injured, you know, let's get him fully healthy. And so he's learning. And, you know, he actually ran this off a very similar offense in high school. Um, and it's funny because some of the terminology was a little similar, you know, um, at times. And so it, it was encouraging for him, you know, because you're sitting there and everybody's like, all right, you know, I've got Noble who's here and he's a freshman. Well, guess what? Bo Collins is sitting right next to him like, all right, what are we doing? You know, like we're all learning it together. <laughs> but I think it was encouraging for, for Troy and even Adam. Adam did a, a similar offense at Myrtle Beach. So, um, you know, I think whenever he'll get back, he, he shouldn't skip a beat. Uh, obviously, you don't want the guys out, but is it beneficial for guys like Cole Turner? Mm-hmm. And then in regards to Cole, we saw him flash at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Where do you see him and how good can he be? Because yeah. I hear things and people say, yeah, we think he has a chance to be right. pretty good. He can yeah, be special. Yeah, that's right. He can be. CJ, I mean, he, you know, if you've heard of Coach Sweeney, he's, I guess he's probably already referred, you know, to, to Cole. I mean, he loves he loves some Cole Turner, and um, you know, but for for good reason. I mean, he's a he's a heck of a player, and um, he's gotten he's gotten those first team reps. He'd probably be rotating in with you know Bo and Adam and those guys, but you know, he's getting first team reps every one of them almost. Um, and it's he's done really well. I mean, he's he, he looks like a stronger player. Still, still room to grow. That's an area that I've really challenged him in, you know. But he's playing stronger. He's playing faster, <coughs> more confident, um, and, and having fun. And he made uh, might have already heard, but in the last scrimmage, you know, a great play over Nate, who's a you know, best corner, fantastic corner. But you know, a, a nice over the shoulder touchdown play. You know, and got a, got a foot in and. Um, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he had a play today that he didn't finish a little five-step glance route, kind of had a corner draped on his back, and then but came back almost maybe two racks later, had the same route and same scenario, defender draped on his back and made the play for a first down, you know. And so he's pushing through, makes a mistake, doesn't let it get him down, you know, learns from it, moves on. And, and I think what I, I really appreciate about him is that it, it's not too big for him. Like, he, he doesn't even really understand, like, the seriousness, the importance of that play of, you know, hey, you're, you're at Clemson. Like, you know, no, he just goes out and plays ball. And, uh, and I, I love that. That's kind of like Renfro. I mean, Renfro was very similar. I mean, you know, hey, this is a national championship. He came up to me before the game and said, hey, coach, I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, he should be. This, this is a national championship. But it wasn't – that was foreign to him, you know. But – uh, it's just that I can appreciate guys like that, man, that can, you know, just smooth, collected, and that's who he is. So. But body-wise, not similar to Hunter. Who does he kind of remind you of? Uh, you need to ask Tosh Boyd. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm gonna ask, what? Tosh says nuke. You've already heard that, huh? Um, <laughs> I wasn't going to say that here. Uh, no, it's, you know, um, yeah. Uh, he's He's got – it's hard to say. Um he reminds you of Ed McCaffrey, Denver Broncos. Okay. Yeah. Faster. I like that. That's, I mean, that's who he is. Um, just he put his head down. He can be very Something special, like but I can, I can see Ed McCaffrey when you think about it. Just very similar body types. That's a good point. CJ, do, do Will and Phil have the – can they be the best one-two punch backfield and college I mean that's up for y'all guys to 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 decide, you know. Um, I mean them guys are self motivated. I mean they self driven. You know they don't get obviously you know in today's world they see all the stuff that's out there. But you know we don't sit there and you know discuss hey let's be you know the the best 
you know, obviously you want to be the best, um, but, you know, that's up for, you know, the, the media to decide that. You know, the only thing we can do is, for those guys to do, is just go out and perform and take it one game at a time, honestly, and don't get distracted by the external stuff that, that's written or that's said out there. And I think if they do that, then they'll have a, a really good chance to, to have a great uh, season as a one-two punch. Um, but, you know, but then you have other guys in that room because we all know, especially, you know, playing that position, you know, you just never know what happens. So, I mean, you have guys like, you know, Dominique Thomas that has to be ready. You got guys like Keith Adams who's having a phenomenal spring right now. Um, and then you got, you know, two guys that's not even here with Jarvis Green and Jamaris Haynes. So, you know, it's a very competitive room, uh, you know, and those guys take great pride into that. And they know whoever runs out there, you know, you represent the whole room. Um, but obviously, with those guys being the older guys, you know, they get all the the stories written about them. And, and with that comes a huge responsibility. And those guys do a tremendous job of handling that. And, you know, I always tell guys, man, is that, you know, everybody want to be a, be the driver until you're in the driver's seat, right? So um, that's that's kind of how they go about their business. But, you know, the story's unwritten on, on, on this year because we haven't started the season. You know, we're just trying to swallow this offense as much as we can, and then once the fall get here, we'll see what see what happens. Um, but I know those guys will be they'll be self motivated to to go out and showcase their skills. Coach Christian, uh, Antonio was so polished as a freshman last year. How do you make him even better? He's already improved. Um, I think we've challenged him a good bit to kind of you know just mature in every sense of the word, um, and he's he's responded well. Um, you know. I mean, you've heard it before, you know, they don't have sophomore All-Americans, right? Um, and he knows that, you know, and very similar, like I talked about Cole, um, man, he's, he's just, he's, he's steady, steady Eddie, man. He's, he doesn't ride the emotional roller coaster and, um, you know, man, he, he's just one of those kind of rock solid guys um, when it comes to showing up and being who he is every day. You can kind of count on him being who he is, you know. Um, he's, man, he's pushing through, he's practicing his tail off, um, he has dominated the scrimmages already, um, making plays, playing strong, playing tough, putting his shoulder, putting his shoulder pads down, and, and finishing plays. You know, north and south, and um, he's um, he's already improved. Um, you know, I think we he's a, he's very self motivated, but like I just <coughs> mentioned, uh, man, we are challenging him to, to take another step because he can, you know, and. Uh, to not be satisfied because he can be he, – he's a phenomenal player, but, he, you know, he, he can be one of the best out there and um, be elite. So, going to have to continue to be a, you know, a leader for us and, um, you know, speak up a little bit more. You know, he's a quiet guy, but, you know, try to really, you know, be that be that alpha and, and know when to speak up, right, and, um, and lead. Um, and he's doing a better job of that as well. I think Antonio said that. You know, I underachieved. We all underachieved in the receiver room. I mean, is that something you agree with? And it was how do you? Oh, that? yeah. I think you know, there's a there's an excitement to um, to get out there and play and make plays and be who we are. You know, be Clemson and be, be what you've been accustomed to seeing. You know, and I think I think every position kind of wears that, right? Where they, um, you know, it's kind of one of those things. You maybe you feel like there's something to prove, right? Uh, which, hey, if that if that kind of creates that edge for you, like, use that, you know. Um, if a guy, you know, for me, it's if, if you're just, man, if you're just so committed and just love the game and just, hey, go out there and make plays and don't think about trying to prove anybody wrong because that can, that can hinder somebody, right? Like, what works for you? And um, you know, part of my job is to figure out what, what gets them going, man, what gets them fired up to go make plays and have fun and, and dominate, you know. And, and that's the thing we focused on, just every play – Dominate the man across from you, you know. Like go, go win. Run game, passing game, you know. And so, having that mentality, you know, having the mentality to win every rep, and uh, it's uh, it's been fun. You know, I think there's a hunger and there's a there's a good fight uh, to our guys right now. You know, uh, Will Taylor is playing baseball right now, but at the end of last season, where do you think he was in his development, learning the position? Yeah, really, first year, right? To to be a wideout, you know, and. Uh, and he's there with a former teammate, and Antonio, right, and kind of learn from Antonio and 
you got Drew Sweeney, man, who really kind of came on and was a really good, savvy player and leader and could, he could teach, right? I mean, he was like a GA for me, you know, and uh, got a few GAs in the room right now, man, could be good coaches someday. But, um, you know, he, he really learned and developed. And, uh, you, you saw him play faster, right? Like you, he's trying to learn not only the receiver position and, and the plays and the nuances of the plays, but the technique and fundamentals of, of how to get to that point, right? So it, it's a lot on him. Um, and uh, I saw a ton of improvement and, uh, and excitement out of him. And, uh, man, so quick, quick as a cat, man, great hands, you know, got some dog to him, toughness, um, and so all the things you want. So, I mean, I think we all want it for him, you know, um, in football and baseball, you know, that bat's coming alive, you know, which is cool. So uh, we, want it, we want it for him. Uh, I, I will say I, I, I want to say he ran something similar in high school. Um, I mean, he's just one of those just natural leaders, so he can take very uh, great command of the offense. And I think with this offense, it, it gives you gives the quarterback that opportunity, that ability to really take command of it and really lead charge and be able to do things that you can see on the field because – as coaches, yeah, you can draw it up and it look good on the board with X's and O's, but at the end of the day, the players have to go out there and play, and I think with this offense, he, he'll he be able to go out there and communicate what he sees on the field and be, and be able to come over to the sideline and communicate that with Coach Riley. So uh, I think it's going to fit his personality and his mentality uh, very well. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, it's, um, you know, the first practice, right, of spring, <laughs> new offense, You've got you've got Cade looking out there, and then and tag like changing a route for a receiver. And we're trained to have our eyes on him because he can. You're giving him freedom, right? Um, and there's you know not complete like do what you want. <laughs> there's you know play call, and there's a couple of things that he can be considering, um, but giving him answers and uh, letting him trust what he sees, uh, which is fun. You know, and all the guys, like, our first walkthrough where we did that, you know, they all are like, this is awesome. Like, let's go. Like, this is great. Like, put me in the best route to get open for you, man. Like, you know, they're all – so that that was exciting. And, and so I think there's there's a little freedom there, which um, makes them feel like they have some control. And and then, uh, you know, a little gunslinger kind of mentality, like, hey, let's spread the ball around. Let's get this guy open and put him on this. And, you know, so it's – it's fun, you know, and the receivers are excited to know that, hey, you're going to put me in the best position to make plays. And, um, and so, yeah, man, I think it's, I think it's an exciting, exciting scheme. CJ, Shipley really came into his own last year. What, what do you appreciate most about this game? And it's really everything, honestly. I mean, he just, uh, he's the ultimate competitor. I mean, this kid plays with a... <coughs> With a competitive edge that that you have to match it, because if you don't match it, it's gonna be it's gonna be very hard for you. It's almost like a I'm pretty sure you probably watched the Last Dance with Michael Jordan and how he was in practice. I'm not saying Shipley's Michael Jordan, so let's not write that. I'm saying Shipley's Michael Jordan, but just that competitive, fierce like how he go at you. That's he's just a different player when he step on the field. But off the field, I mean, he's one of the nice one of the nicest kids that you can be around. You know, very humble. But when you step on the field, that kid is all about winning. And he's going to do whatever it takes to win. And he's going to push everybody around them to be better. And to me, that's a great sign of a great teammate because he's pushing everybody else around them to be better, to be their best. And then he's holding himself accountable uh, because when, when you do that, you got to make sure you're on top of your game. And uh, he, he does a great job of that. So... And I'm just, I just I'm just very appreciative that I get opportunity to to be his coach, uh, really be all those guys' coaches because they they do bring a a, a great joy and, and and they make it very fun and and, and very lively to to be in that room. But uh, he, he's the he's the one that that gets it, gets it going uh, just from his competitive nature. I saw you do a lot of amazing things in your playing days. Did you ever hurt a player like uh, Will did? I think it was the Louisville game when he hurdled that player. No, I ain't, I ain't got that on tape, man. He so he up one on me on that right there. <laughs> You know, and uh, but I mean, that's just 
if you go back and he, he actually sent me some uh, some video over the summer of him like training, jumping over some physio ball, and and that just comes through repetition. And you know, you playing the running back position is all about instincts, honestly. And that's just one of those plays that you know his training that he done in that summer, it, it showed in that game, jumping over that player. Uh, but uh, no, I think the, the time I tried to jump over a guy, I think I, I think it was against Maryland. It was on their sideline, I believe. And I think I ended up landing on my neck, and I said that would be the last time I jump over someone. So, you know, I just stuck to what I knew best. And that was make a guy miss, not run him. You know? back your sock, though. Yeah, I mean that's uh, that's I mean, but uh, that that was a, that's one of those. I told him that's one of those. That's one of those moves. Is very similar to the Georgia Tech that I had. Like, that's gonna be a play that's gonna be remembered forever. Like that's that's an iconic moment for his for his career, um, and he understands that. He's very humble about it, but yeah, he, he he up one. He up me on that one. CJ, this is your third year as a position coach. Yeah. Third offensive coordinator. Yeah. What's this journey been like <laughs> for you since, since you've the field? Uh, honestly, it's been fun. Obviously, you know, you know, changing coordinators and you know, learning new offenses, learning new personalities, getting opportunity to, to see how stuff is ran and, and see how everybody does their thing. Um, but, you know, just like Tyler said, I mean, it doesn't matter who's sitting at that table as, as, the, as the play caller. You know, you have to learn it and you have to be a student of the game. Um, but it's, it's been great to, to be able to be around different different guys, like, you know, starting with Coach Elliott and having uh, Coach Streeter and now Coach Riley. So it, it's, it's been good. I wouldn't say it's been, you know, frustrating. Like, oh, man, I wish I would have just had one guy. I mean, that's some things just out of your control, and I don't, I don't sit around and worry about that stuff, you know, whoever. Coach Sweeney uh, decides that he won't to be at the helm of that. You know, you trust that process, and, and then you you put your arm around that guy. And you, you follow his lead. You know, he set the tempo for for our offensive staff. You follow his lead, and you try to go out there and make sure that he he looks great, and make sure that our guys are ready to go out there and play. And so my my responsibility is to make sure that the running backs know what they're doing, and they go out there and they execute at a high level. Um, but it's, it's it's been it's been great learning. You know. From, from each and every one of those those guys that I've had so far. What is the vibe like on the staff? What's the vibe like? Because you've got the 42-year-old coverage, I think is the oldest person on staff, and everybody else is pretty much the same. Oh, man, you should have come to one I mean, man. We'd be vibing in there. <laughs> you, know, we, you know, we lose, and there's a lot of energy. Um, but at the same time, we know when it's time to work, it's time to work, right? Um, but, you know, it's, it's a lot of energy on our staff. We all get along with each other. You know, we hang out. You know, we... You know, we know how to cut, you know, cut up. You know, you know, you always, you don't always want to be serious all the time. You know, um, so we do. We, I think we got a great mixture of that uh, amongst our offensive staff. Um, and like you say, Kyle, he's the old, he's the old man in there. You know, he's grandpa. You know, so we like the grandkids in there to Kyle. Said that they call it dirt rate. Dirt rate, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, well, the good thing about, and I think Coach Grisham, he can attest to this. The good thing about, you know, being in this offense is that, you know, Coach Riley, he's going he's gonna to get the playmakers the ball. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. You know, I know it's, you know, <clears throat> with him being his background and being up on, you know, the late Coach Mike Leach and stuff like that and getting that label to air rate. But I think, when it's all said and done, you have to run the football. I mean, when it's time to win championships and control the clock and do all that, you have to be able to run the football. And I think we have a great group of guys that can do that, and it starts up front. You know, you got a lot of lot of experience that's coming back, um, so that's exciting. And then obviously you have experience in the backfield, and then um, you got experience in the in the tight end room, and now you got you know, more experience at the receiver. So it's a collective. Uh, effort from everybody. Um, our job is to, you know, once once those guys do their job up front and we get to the second level, now it's our job as running backs to reward everybody else that's on that field. And that's kind of how we approach it. Um, but we're not worried about if we're not going to run the ball. I'm, trust me, I'm not losing any any sleep about that. I think uh, I just got to do a good job of making sure that I keep those guys healthy throughout the whole season to be successful. Because I I think Ross can correct me if I'm not mistaken. I think the running back from TCU had, what, 1,500 yards rushing last year, I believe. So I think to me that should – if that don't excite you as a running back, then I don't know what else I need to do to excite you. Uh, I know there's a lot of 
<clears throat> yeah, I think it starts um, in practice, you know, man, with with Cade and, and the rest of the crew, you know, and, and the cohesion in practice is huge. And I think the way that we practice, you're getting a ton more reps at doing some simple stuff, you know, like just throwing and catching more, um, you know, putting guys in. We've done a, we've done a really good, um, you know, ball security circuit, for instance. I feel like we've, we've kind of talked as a staff. Garrett's brought some things. We've had some carryover <clears throat> when it comes to how you practice. And we've, I really like what we've done um, in, in spring so far and, and helping our guys get just a ton more reps um, don't want to catch him, you know, and, uh, and and getting confidence from consistently performing well in practice, you know, and it doesn't always have to be full speed. I think my wideouts, you know, you, you run all day, you know, but no one had to take care of those guys, but still get repetitions on your slants, on your on your goes, on your you know bang gates, on your I mean, we're, and, and we can slow it down and coach and. Um, and I think we've learned a lot from that. And I think we've already seen improvement, um, you know, throwing a catcher. I mean, we, you come watch a practice and it's, uh, I mean, there's, there's five quarterbacks, you know, and there's a ball being thrown to every single receiver in every play when it comes to certain uh, teams' separate periods, which is great. Um, and so, you know, it comes from that. You know, I think just I mean, having that cohesion, that chemistry, that confidence with one another, um, on the field, and then you know, putting them in the work. You know, you you have your your developing habits on your own, right? Like even after practice, we have a catch circuit we're doing. That's it's every every single school player, you know, that, that he brought from from TCU, and, uh, and we've tweaked it a little bit as well, you know, and, and kind of got it the way we want it. But um, you know, everybody's doing that, and so you're getting tons of reps. But man, you're, you're developing habits, and, and as you develop those habits, it's going to develop that character. You know, on field and then off field character with, with those habits as well. So, um, you know, it's it's on our guys, man, to, to put in the work. You know, and to um, you know, to I mean, no one's watching, right? What are you doing? You know, that's that's character, right? And I think our guys are are buying in, man, to that, and, and just the work ethic and the commitment and the the grind to be to be great. And, and uh, we got we got those guys in that room, man. We got those guys. We got some great leadership this year. And, um, like I said earlier, the guys are really hungry. You know, I think every position's hungry and excited. You know, with what we're doing right now. Going back to that competitive locker room you have with the running backs, Strickland's a guy you could prefer to walk on. He's highly thought of, but kind of not really talked as much about. What have you seen from him in camp so far, and how do you think he can contribute to the running back room as a whole? Uh, he has kind of like that. Uh, that mindset that Shipley had, like when he came here, like just really eager to learn, um, takes tons of notes in the meeting room. Um, uh, I mean, but at the same time, he's still a freshman. Um, he's, he's still trying to just learn his way around. Um, but that's kind of similar what I see like from that standpoint is like he kind of got like that, that will in him a little bit just from just really eager to learn the offense and try to master it as quickly as possible as he can so he can go out and play fast. And that's kind of where he at right now uh, in this stage going through spring is just really just trying to learn the terminology and, and really soak it all up and so he can go out there and play free. And then when he's able to do that, his his skill set is able to showcase. Um, but he, he's going he's gonna to be a really good running back here uh, for us for a long time. Um, uh, he... Right now he's just a he's just a freshman trying to just find his way figure his way around you know and figure it out. But that's what you have two older guys in there for to to help bring bring those guys along. So he's he's going to be good. I'm glad that we was able to to get him um, because he brings a, a nice little different little pace force in the room. Do you think Dominique and uh, Keith are pretty close in the pecking order? Is one separated from the other a little bit? Honestly, I really don't even do a depth chart. Honestly. I mean, it'd be. I mean, I'd be foolish to sit here and say, "Hey, uh, one is over the other." I mean, both of them guys doing a tremendous job right now, um, especially with a new system that we're in. Um, they both bring something totally different to our offense. Um, so I don't want to sit here and say, "Hey, one is over the other." I mean, they just 
every day is a is a is a resume update day. I guess you would call it. And both of them guys doing a, a good job of that. And and that's what you want in that room in any room. Honestly, is just competition. Uh, but it'd be hard for me to sit here and say, hey, those guys are one is above the other. They both doing a tremendous job of taking advantage of the reps uh, that they that they're giving. Yeah, he's he's doing well. He looks he looks strong. I mean, he's been working on. It's funny, like he's trying to put. He needs to add fat. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like he's walking around. And he was at my meeting and he had like a bag of like candy. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? That's not you know. It's not like you. And I mean, he's just got to see so trim that we're trying to add a little fat to him to help him out. And I don't even know why. I asked the nutritionist. Like, I guess it'll help help him somehow. Okay. Um, but. Uh, He's uh, he looks great, you know. He's worked he worked on his body and that shoulder, trying to, you know, work around it, get it stronger, of course. But you know, um, work around it. But he's he looks great. He's he's moving well. He's making plays. He's able to kind of looks like he'd probably say you know not full range of motion maybe right now, but it's it sure looks like it. I mean, he's making great plays out there. Um, you know, great catch radius. And um, man, I'm just excited for him. You know, this is a big year for him, really big year. You know, and staying healthy is huge. Um, but, man, he, he he knows what he's trying to achieve, and uh, we need him to step up, you know, and, and, and be the player that he wants to be, and we know he can be. And uh, he's going to he's gonna fight, man. He's going to work for it. You know, he's a worker, worker, grinder, you know, perfectionist. I mean, he wants to be he wants to be elite. So, um, but he looks, he's done well. Tyler, do you feel good enough about the personnel to get the outside spots? No, I love who we got, man. We're gonna have 21, uh, unless something happens. But like tw- um, 21 wideouts on our roster, um, as it stands today, and uh, it's a lot, right? And so, you know, our guys know we've got guys coming in the summer <clears throat> that that would like to play. <laughs> that we're going to compete. You see Antonio, I mean, Adam Randall was competing to start as a, you know, in the spring before he got hurt. I mean, we've, we're bringing in guys that, that want to play and that can, you know, and so um, it's going to be competitive, but, man, it's, you know, um, I'll say this. We've got a great a great room with a, a ton of respect for each other and uh, a, ton of support, a ton of support. You know, that's huge, right? Unselfishness, right, is going to be big because we're going to have plenty of guys that can make plays. And so um, I'm excited about, about who we have and, and uh, you know, really, you know, line up the scoreboard with the guys that we do have. So. How was he handling kind of the stops and starts? Obviously, had a great spring last year and then torn ACL and then played a little bit and then he's out. Again. Say, I didn't catch the first part of that. Right, what so, about? So how do you think he's handled the stops and starts? The stops and starts? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, it's I mean, He's gone through it, man, and um, he's got great parents. Uh, Wanda and Jerome are phenomenal, and um, so I think he's got a great foundation, faith, and and work ethic. And uh, I mean, he's he recovered really fast from an ACL, all right. And then this little deal here, I don't even know fully. You know, you can ask the doctors on what took place there, but you know, another surgery. Um, but he's. He's recovered well. They're having to say, you know, whoa, all the time with him because he he can like he can he can probably do more than what's prescribed, but they want to be safe and just just be smart with him. But I mean, he's one of those guys, kind of like you know, Amari Rogers was. Like he, they're gonna grind, and if they're at home sitting around, they're doing something to help, you know, to help them improve and to uh, to recover like that. And that's who he is, and so. Um, he's, he's got a great attitude, you know, he's, he's got a, a smile on his face. I mean, he's, he's engaged in the meetings, you know, he's taking notes uh, as if he's, you know, out there getting every rep. And that's who he is, you know. And so, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's handling it well, and he's hungry too. I mean, he, he hated how it went down last year because he, he wanted to be, you know, an All-American, you know, and he could have been, you know, but – He's got his time. It'll, his time will come, and I'm excited to help him achieve his uh, his dreams. All right.
Who y'all got? I know y'all. I know y'all got the final. Okay, what? Where CJ got cut off there? He was asking. This was back during March Madness. He was asking all the reporters who they had in the final four. I didn't say anything because I'm a no bracket guy. I just like watching for the fun of it. Yeah, I'm boring. And honest to goodness, full disclosure, I I just had to Google uh, who won it. I forgot that UConn won it. So yeah, this is a football podcast. Anyway, appreciate all of our sponsors, of course, for their support. And then thanks to all of you for listening. Cheers.